Welcome to the next Fireside Chat here at the F3 Conference. I'm John Kingston, the editor-at-large at FreightWaves. When I had a preparation discussion with our next guest about uh, cross-border insurance, I was surprised to learn that up until now, a lot of freight moved into Mexico with effectively no insurance. As Mark Vickers and I spoke, I noted to him that I was a little older than he was, and I remembered very clearly the famous debate over NAFTA between then-Vice President Al Gore and Ross Perot, who had recently been defeated but as a very successful third-party candidate in the 1992 presidential election. That debate famously took place on CNN. And now Mark was coming to speak with us here at the F3 conference about insurance on freight going into Mexico and how it is still a relatively new product. So to introduce our guest, let me tell you that Mark came to Reliance Partners in 2021 when Reliance acquired his company, Borderless Coverage, when he was CEO there. He is now Executive Vice President of International Logistics at Reliance. Before being CEO at Borderless, he spent more than eight years at Total Quality Logistics and Marco Point LLC. So, Mark, welcome to the F3 conference. Hey, thanks for the introduction, John. Happy to be here. So let's kind of lay out the groundwork or lay out the definitions of what we're talking about. The product that you offer is domestic and international usage-based insurance. First, let's talk about Mexico and what I spoke about earlier. What had been the coverage prior to the development of this of this uh, international insurance, and uh, what has changed? Sure. So, so it's interesting. Freight brokers and asset-based motor carriers in the United States have always been interested in providing better service to their clients, uh, and in the U.S., really anywhere in the world. Uh, and, and one of the ways they've wanted to extend or better their services providing capacity in Mexico. Um, When they're moving freight into Mexico, most freight brokers, uh, most customs brokers, most uh, motor carriers are forcing their shipper clients to sign a waiver to state that they are definitely not responsible to anything at all that happens to that freight in Mexico. And one of the reasons for that is Mexican law. And Mexican law uh, is much different than what you'll find in the U.S. Uh, and in Canada. Uh, in the U.S., uh, a motor carrier is fully liable for the cargo that they're moving on behalf of their shipper clients. In Canada, it's uh, very similar. In Mexico, it's the polar opposite. Uh, their 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 logistics service provider in Mexico um, has a slight. Uh, bit of liability for, for that cargo, but it's almost nothing. It's not even worth mentioning. Um, so that, that logistics service provider, they can move the, the freight into Mexico, but that, that shipper uh, really needs to understand they are taking on that risk of moving uh, freight into Mexico o- almost wholly. And they've historically self-insured just, just about everything. And those self-insurance programs come traditionally come with about a 10 to even $50,000 deductible, which makes the insurance almost worthless. So that's really the uh, the issue that we've been solving over the past six years. All right. So how does this work? How is it any different than a traditional insurance program? Sure. So rather than getting no insurance in Mexico, um, a shipper, a freight broker, or a motor carrier, even customs brokers now are able to obtain cross-border, and when I say cross-border, the the freight itself is covered from the moment of pickup uh, in the United States until final delivery in Mexico. 
It's actually built on an international platform. So that freight can originate anywhere in the world and deliver anywhere in the world, even with multi-modes involved in it. Um, while it can be used internationally, the main use case is always in Mexico because of that Mexican law. And we're definitely sensing a trend that freight brokers, motor carriers, who are proactively offering this usage-based Mexican cargo insurance are now are now taking the cake. They're winning a lot more freight, and their their clients are appreciating that. Um, they're seeing their logistic service providers who are who are offering that Mexican cargo insurances uh, more reliable partners, and uh, those those motor carriers and freight brokers, even if they miss a few loads, if they have a few shipments that are late, um, we we see a little bit more stickiness. Uh, in those relationships, because if those shippers are relying on their their third party to, to move their freight, and they're also providing them the Mexican insurance that they had not had before, uh, they they tend to stick with them. And what what defines usage based uh, as opposed to? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the term normal coverage. I I know there's really no such thing as normal insurance can be written in many different ways. But what is usage-based insurance and how does it conflict with, let's say, the more prevalent policies in the freight industry? Sure. So you'll typically see a, a freight brokerage cargo policy written to about $100,000. And $100,000 is, is the, the, the normal amount because that's what a carrier typically has. All so the, the shipper uh, mandates will state that their carrier partners need to hold at least $100,000 in, in cargo insurance in the United States, Canada. And, and Mexico even, though that they end up signing a, signing a waiver in Mexico. Um, many of those cargo policies actually go up to 250000 um, for, for those higher value shipments, you definitely don't want to pay uh, for an annual insurance policy at a limit of a million dollars. It would cost a fortune, especially if you're moving a high volume of freight. So really what you're able to do now through our usage-based insurance product is increase your limits domestically for some of those higher value, also high higher margin commodities. Uh, you, you're able to go onto our portal or even your own TMS and obtain that what many call spike insurance on a per load basis for specific clients. And you can also do that in Mexico now. And that, that had not been the case uh, until about uh, four years ago when we, when we fully launched this product. Let's go back to my kind of original point that you just touched on now. What took so long? I don't want to sound like I'm being critical, but it sounds to me like the absence of insurance or freight going into Mexico would have been identified as a problem a long time ago. What came together in the insurance industry? I don't know if you were there at the birth uh, of this of this type of insurance, but why why did it take into the, the 2010s for something like this to, to to exist when, again, back to my earlier point, NAFTA has been in, in place since the 90s. Of course, it's been displaced by something now. But when NAFTA went into effect in the 90s, cross-border trade exploded. And all that was going without insurance. It just seems so surprising to me. Sure. That's a good question. And and we can kind of say that the USMCA implementation, China China war, China tariff war, and the, the nearshoring were all big factors in putting the spotlight on Mexico. But in reality... The data just wasn't there, and the the underwriters didn't quite understand the exposure that's that's in that's in Mexico. Mexico's also had a bad stigma associated because of, because of 
uh, organized criminal activity. Um, so not until we really did the work, the actuarial work, and got the the Mexican claim, Mexican cargo claim data from some of the largest freight brokerages, some of the largest motor carriers that are moving cross-border freight, did we really perk the ears of some of the underwriters that can actually provide the coverage that brings value to cross-border trade. So once we've provided that data to our, our underwriters, uh, we were able to put together several different programs. We've now switched underwriters several times, and we've got a program uh, that's ideal for um, a freight brokerage, that's ideal for a motor carrier that works very closely with their, their shipper clients and uh, what, what we now see is that freight brokers, carriers, and shippers are now working together uh, in a much better way to reduce cross-border uh, issues and, and to improve cross-border risk management and while reducing costs at the same time. So talk about how usage-based insurance has been used domestically. Is it is it an existing product? Has it been around a long time or is that also fairly new to the, the table? So usage-based insurance, we now call UBI. Uh, it's definitely a, a newer product. It has not been around forever. Uh, most, most groups have always uh, relied on their annual policy uh, to, to cover it. Uh, we're, we're calling it an insure tech play. And what, what that means is we have a, a platform rates and commodities already pre-built into our system. Uh, that system can quickly talk to a TMS through a simple API integration. And a freight broker can now kind of click a button on their TMS when their shipment values is over, over 100, 150,000 and, and get that um, certificate of insurance in just a matter of seconds. I would imagine some shipments that maybe were under that 150,000 level might now be above given the, the cost of things rising. Um, are you seeing people turn to it more as as the, the value of every shipment rises? Absolutely. Uh, with, with all the shortages across the board, um, groups need to know that their cargo is, is going to get there. If you think of Lowe's and, and Home Depot, if you're going to the, the hardware store and, and you need something and, it, and it's not there, uh, makes Home Depot and Lowe's look bad. Uh, if the, if the cargo is damaged in any way, makes the owner of that cargo look bad. Um, so because that, that, value is, is rising. Um, just about every group under the sun is is look are looking at the values and making sure that it's getting insured for its full value, not a partial value. And that's an issue. And that's a, that's a, that's a big issue um, domestically and in New Mexico is that shippers think that they're getting the coverage that they signed up for. But in reality, it could only be 50 percent of, of the total coverage. And um, that shipper, that owner of the cargo is left holding the bag when they don't get the, the, the full amount. And if you're a small to medium-sized business and, and that happens to you, it can put you back on the street. Uh, is Reliance a leader in this? Uh, you, 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 were, you were acquired, you, your company was Borderless. It was acquired by Reliance, I guess, sometime in 2021. Uh, was Borderless a leader and now Reliance is a leader as a, as a result of acquiring Borderless? Sure. So there's been some usage-based insurance products um, out in the marketplace for probably 10 years, uh, Borderless Coverage was the first group to really spend the time on Mexico and, and cross-border international shipments. 
we get approached by a number of investment groups. We get a, approached by a number of other insurance companies who are looking to expand their usage-based insurance offerings into Mexico. And what, why we felt Reliance Partners was a, was a clear choice is just because, well, they already had a, a usage-based insurance product that was being leveraged by uh, a good percentage of its, percentage of, it, of its clients. Reliance Partners uh, was also built on built by freight brokers, um, built by people that understand freight. And after speaking with the leadership team, it was clear that these folks also understood the business of cross-border, not just underwriting and insurance. So for us, it was a, it was a clean match, and uh, it, it's been a fantastic partnership since February. Does usage-based insurance displace existing insurance, or is it just complementary? Um, how we see it is that it's, it's actually something you can really bolt on to, to your current program. Uh, we we wouldn't typically suggest that you replace your current cargo insurance policy with a usage-based product, but it's something that you definitely would want to bolt on. And we do write annual policies. Um, we're actually the large, largest, fastest-growing transportation logistics-specific insurance agency in the country, and we provide a wide range of insurance products and services but this usage-based product is really ideal for uh, a more nimble freight broker, a more nimble motor carrier um, that doesn't want to jack up their uh, rate for their annual policy and is really paying close attention to risk management, but also paying close attention to uh, how, how much they're spending e each year on insurance and uh, why usage base insurance makes sense is that you can just pick at certain commodity groups. You can pick certain values and only get insurance on those specific clients or those specific commodities instead of um, having it for their, their entire organization. And one of the other things that um, specifically freight brokerages are, are really doing now uh, who have historically turned down that higher value freight to shipments that are valued of over 200,000 well, they've got a usage-based insurance program in place, so they're now aggressively going after that higher value, higher value freight because the margins are higher. Um, so we're seeing freight brokers that have turned down uh, electronic freight, uh, higher value uh, produce freight, uh, and Mexico uh, groups that have historically turned down Mexican opportunities. Well, they're aggressively attacking these markets. And, and earning uh, higher margins because of it. And for, for those freight brokers that are actually looking to get acquired uh, by venture capitalists or by larger firms, uh, that's what they're looking for right now. They're looking for uh, nimble freight brokerages who, um, who, who are really looking at their costs, you know how to leverage technology the right way and are are showing higher margins on freight opportunities that other brokers are not even going after. You use that word twice today. I actually just was use it twice in your in your answer. And you use that word also with me last uh, the other day when we prepared did a preparatory call. Nimble. Uh, I'm not really sure how you find that this is makes a company more makes an insurance company more nimble. Can you just, can you define that a little better? 
Sure. So I guess our definition of of nimble in insurance, it it just walks along so nicely with usage based insurance. Uh, instead of just paying a lot for an annual policy, you're able to to pick apart uh, opportunities and be hyper focused on certain opportunities and put time and energy into those uh, higher earning opportunities rather than just kind of cutting a large check at, at the beginning of the year. Uh, that's the, the, the core reason why I'm using the word nimble. And for, for all of those large earnouts that, that you're seeing um, from, from freight brokers who are getting acquired, um, I'd say about 90% of these high earnout acquisitions are coming from groups that are definitely nimble when it comes to technology and when it comes to insurance. Now, I, I assume that a, a customer, like a, a 3PL or a shipper, would turn down this kind of, of usage-based insurance because of the cost, uh, because it's additional above their, their umbrella policy that covers all their operations. I'm not really sure how to measure the metrics of insurance. Is there any way you can give some kind of indication of a, you know, somebody's got, let's say, a $200,000 parcel that they're moving. What is the usage-based insurance cost? I, again, I, I know there's so many other factors. I don't know if you can give me a number, but maybe you can give me some kind of ballpark suggestion. Yeah, so I can kind of um, re- respond to this from, from the point, from the perspective of a freight broker. And you, you, you never want to go to your client to say, hey, the rate's going to be higher. Uh, it's just a scary conversation. Um, but when you're proactively letting your client know that, hey, We've been serving your business for five, six years. We've been doing a good job on this standard freight. We can now start taking a peek at, at your higher value freight. We can now start taking a peek at your Mexican freight. There is going to be a higher cost to that. And the reason the cost is higher is because not only are we going to continue providing the same service level that we're providing you, but we're also going to give you um, all risk shippers interest cargo insurance on those higher value shipments domestically. We can do the same thing in Mexico. And when you tell a client that you can offer Mexican cargo insurance, you got their attention. All right. Let, let's uh, let's wrap up with a broad freight question, a broad insurance in freight question. When you've got a market this red hot and you've got people, you've got trucks backed up at the ports and I mean, you know the whole scenario. Can you Is this good or bad for insurance companies? Or again, is that too simplistic? It kind of depends how, how I want to answer that one. Um, is it good for insurance that that the the ports are backed up? Well, or, or just that, just that the the, the the you know the freight market in general is so red hot. But the ports I just used as an example of, of why the freight market is so red hot. But we know that it's it's far more than that. So when you're dealing with a freight market, you know th- th- this this on fire is that generally good or generally a problem for insurance companies? Um, re- really, it's it's an opportunity for insurance companies. And for the insureds, the freight brokerages, the carriers to really work better together to find solutions that will uh, provide the, the shippers with better solutions across the board. And when, I, when I'm talking about better solutions, I'm talking about, hey, how can this, this whole batch of freight um, get insured quickly? Um, and, and supply chains are having to move. A lot of the, the shipments were coming in from China. Some of those groups are now manufacturing in Mexico. How can they quickly develop a program where their their freight is insured 
in Mexico, if they're buying trailers and, and creating their own trucking company, how can they quickly make some decisions on, hey, we need to acquire uh, a, a group at the border? Um, so it, it's a difficult time, um, but it's, it's a very good time for communication to be world class uh, between an, an insurance agency, uh, a shipper, a carrier, and a freight broker. The better the communication can be across all of those streams, uh, the, the quicker our supply chain will, will heal. And the, the goal here is, is agility uh, as we're coming out of COVID. And speaking of communicating, communicating is always good. And we want to thank Mark Vickers for communicating with those people in the audience here at the F3 conference. Mark is the Executive Vice President for International Logistics at Reliance Partners, and he's been our guest here on F3. I've been your host, John Kingston, the editor-at-large at Freightways. Please stick around for the next Fireside Chat.